Okay. Yes, we've been gone for a little bit, but today we are back with another edition of the Grape Session Podcast. Now, there's been a lot of things kind of going on right now, and I really didn't want to go there. I didn't want to do this today, but I'm kind of forced to have to. I got to go back to the old George. Stay tuned. It's Gripe Session time with your host, George Wanaka. It's about nothing. Discussing everything from real estate, current events, a little bit of everything, and the annoying little things that just tick you off. You can't handle the truth. What? 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 You didn't know. Here's your host, George Wanaka. better call somebody. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out today's edition of the Gripe Session Podcast. And again, I said in the beginning, I didn't want to go there, but I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to revert to old George, meaning for those of you that have been watching and listening to me for an extended period of time, you know, this podcast started with George's Gripes, which was a fun way of me poking fun at a lot of things. And quite frankly, there's times it, it took quite a few people off. But before I start on that whole topic today, I got to make sure you do one thing for me. Make sure that if you got any value out of today's podcast or you liked it, do me a favor, go on the social media, share the Gripe Session podcast, share it from YouTube, share it from Apple Podcasts, let people know that you're watching, and also make sure you do me another favor. Make sure you rate and review the podcast on any place you listen to podcasts anywhere. You can do a rate and review, and if you're watching on YouTube, then do me a favor, drop me a comment, but also make sure you subscribe, so any single time that you check out a new video, well, you're going to get notified by it. But that being said, we might as well get right into it. So today, I've got a couple of things in that i got to get off of my chest, to be honest. So I, I didn't want to go there, and I said that from the beginning. I just didn't want to go down this road. I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole, because I like to say, I, old George, I kind of killed him, and buried him and put him away. But every so often, you guys just keep pulling me back in. I've been watching social media and a lot of things have been really getting on me lately, having to do with my industry, which is real estate. So I'm going to hit a couple of things, actually two in particular. And then the third thing that I'm going to hit today, some of y'all are going to never see this thing coming. But guess what? I did. The first thing I want to talk about today is the leadership in the association, including the leaders that just recently resigned not too long ago, who the first and foremost thing about me and the leadership, I'm going to give full disclosure right here. I consider myself a friend of a leadership that just unfortunately resigned not too long ago, um, Kenny. I will say that I am still, in my opinion, a friend of Kenny. Now, let me explain to you why some people might get a little agitated about that and some people might not. First and foremost, anybody that knows me knows I'm fiercely loyal, right? I'm loyal for my friends. I don't apologize for who I'm friends with. And that's just the way I am. That's how I was built. But that being said, the situation which came for the resignation doesn't preclude from me from still being friends with an individual, Right. And I'm going to explain that right now because I'm watching a lot of things that, quite frankly, anger me based on allegations, right? Now, I've heard of a lot of things. I've gotten phone calls from people. I've gotten messages from people. I've gotten, you name it, 
and I'm not going to post it here. But that doesn't mean that I can't feel empathy for both people. Let me explain what I mean by that, right? As always, I said, I don't apologize to my friends. And if the allegations are true, or not proven to be true, then I have empathy for those people who went through what they went through, for those women that went through what they went through. But in the same breath as I can have empathy for those people, I can also have empathy for my friend. Because if it is proven to be true, then my friend needs help, right? My friend needs help. But the fact remains, ladies and gentlemen, that I feel bad for everybody involved. Because I always believe that people can get second chances. And the one thing that I continue to watch through this medium, through YouTube, everyone's jumping on a bandwagon. I'm team so-and-so. I'm team this. I'm team that. There is a alternative. I can feel for both people. America was built on people having second chances. Okay? It was built that way. So just because somebody is my friend or doesn't mean that I don't, I don't think if what these ladies are saying is true is not a horrible thing. I would never wish it on anybody to, for that to be done. And I, and I do feel sorry for them as well. But in the same breath, I can feel bad. I can feel sorry for both parties that their lives have now changed in a way that they never potentially could have imagined. So I try to look at things from a lot of different angles, not just the one where it suits me in that minute, right? Maybe it's a sign I'm getting older. Maybe it's a sign I'm getting wiser. Not too much, but let's be real. But that's what I try to do. So, which now leads me to the second part of today's podcast. The second part of the podcast has to do with the fact that Everybody is clamoring and changing and yelling and screaming that, oh my God, the industry is changing, it's collapsing, it's this, it's that. And to be perfectly honest with you, I am so sick and tired of hearing this kind of crap. Honestly, it is so agitating to me to have to listen to people who have barely been in business for that amount of time, quite honestly, to start saying that this is the end. Everything is coming down, and it's the chicken little syndrome. No, it's not. It's not. Do you know in 30 years, now I feel like my dad said, oh, you know, when I was your age, I was, you know, walking to school uphill both ways in the snow without shoes. Anyway, when I started in this business 30 years, ladies and gentlemen, there was not the way that we are doing business now, right? We don't do business the way now that we did when I started in this business 30 years ago. So what does that mean? What did we do as a business? What does industry do in general? Very simple. My three words that I have said for years, you might've heard this on this podcast previously. You might've heard me say it on another video, but I'm regurgitated again for the rest of y'all. It's called adapt or die. That's it. That's what businesses do. If you have a business and your customers aren't coming in for whatever reason. It either means A, you got a crappy product, or B, you can't explain your product very well and show people what's the benefit to your product. I am so sick of hearing people say, this is the end of our business as we know it, because it's not. You know why? Because people are always going to need a place to live, period. 
End of story. And there are some of us out here that do a really good job articulating what we do for the business that we have. And then there's the rest of y'all, okay? And yeah, probably I'm going to get some real estate agents watching this and go, well, he's not talking about me. Are you sure about that? Because like I've dealt with some of y'all. The fact remains, ladies and gentlemen, this is another opportunity to look at the business and say, how can we be better? How, what are we doing? The problem is most people, quite honestly, are lazy. Most people right now, while I'm shooting this, are at home watching a football game, sitting on a couch, plopping up with a beer, and they're doing anything else. And you know what I'm sitting here doing? I'm sitting here talking to you all and trying to educate you that this is not the end of the business. It might be the end of something else, though, that we're going to talk about right now. So I did say there was going to be a third thing that nobody was ever going to see coming, and some of y'all might have, but that's neither here or there. But allow me to take you on a journey. Allow me to take you on a journey that I like to call, who's ready for story time with Georgie Wanaka? So about 13 plus years ago, there was this young, strapping young man. He was tall, very tall, somewhat good looking, um... It had a lot of experience on certain things, but the problem with this young man was he just didn't have a filter. He let it all come out, regardless if people agreed with him or if people didn't agree with him because he wore his heart on his sleeve, and to this day, he still kind of does. But I digress. So this person had gone to associations and explained that we need to readjust how we are thinking of what this association has to do and has to offer. Why is that? Well, because new technologies are emerging every single day. So we have to think of one main thing, which is what I tell every new agent that I personally talk to is what is our value proposition to the client? Who's our client? The people that pay the dues. Hey, we're just going to take a real quick break from the grape session. We're going to get right back to it, but we want to bring you another word from one of our sponsors here, which is searchstatenisland.com. Yes, one of the things that I do uh, every single day is I'm a real estate practitioner. I am a licensed realtor. I am a appraiser. I'm also a mortgage broker. So why do you ask any of those questions? Well, quite frankly, because if you have any questions on real estate in any part of the country, all you have to do is reach out to me, go to www.searchstatenisland.com or find me on the social media platforms. And there's a very good opportunity that I'll be able to help you regardless of whether or not if you're in New York where I'm home based or if you're someplace out in, whether it be Utah or Texas or somebody out there, there's a very good chance that I will be able to help you regardless because I have contacts throughout the country and I would be able to make sure my clients are always taken care of. So make sure you check out www.searchstatenisland.com and now back to our program. Now, unfortunately, as we are turning the page, this young, good-looking, strapping young man was labeled and they were labeled him that he was a troublemaker and that he was cocky and arrogant and I might have even heard the term narcissist once or twice and they blacklisted him and shunned him from the kingdom. Now, for some of y'all, you're going to know exactly what the heck I'm talking about. But the problem is, is as I said, oh yeah, by the way, that was me. I was called cocky. 
I was called a narcissist. But the one thing that I've always come back and said is there's a difference between cockiness and confidence. And experience has taught me that. The experience that I had to go before people and say, technology is changing every day. And if we don't look to figure out what the proposition is and the value proposition is, we are going to be forced to make some massive changes under the barrel of a loaded gun, using a metaphor, mind you, but the barrel of a loaded gun. And guess what? What is being talked about today? They're talking about the deletion of the three-way agreement. For now, for those of you that don't know what the three-way agreement is, that's the agreement between the local, state, and national that if you join one, you join them all. That conversation is being had across the country. And people, as the expression goes, should be afraid and be very afraid. Because you know why? Here's the reason. Because everything that I said 13 years ago that multiple people were at and multiple phone calls I've recently gotten from people have provided this video to take place today. Because everybody seems to want to forget who said it and when it was said. Now, people say, oh, well, you know, George, you know, that's really good that you're coming out with this now. I've been quiet for a very, very, very long time. And a lot of you that watch this down the road will know that I is exactly the case. I let up because I had better things to be talking about other than this. I had better things to waste my time on than this. But I'm watching way too many people on social media think they know what the heck they're talking about when they weren't there to begin with. And it was all avoidable. All of it. And you know what the best part about it is? It's like I tell my kids today. History is going to show who was right and who was wrong. Guess what side of history I'm on? Now, people are like, but you're being really out there, George. You're not really stating exactly what you're referring to. Well, I'm going to give you a couple examples of what I'm referring to right about now. Because remember, we talked about value propositions. And one of the things that we talked about all the time was, what do I get? What is the value proposition for me being a part of any association? And in particular, one was like, well, you know, we, we provide really good education. And my response to that is, is that the same education that I can go online and get and not have to worry about sitting in a class, but I can sit in my pajamas on my couch and take that education? Is that, that the same one we're talking about? Because your education, I got to go to sit in this classroom. How long do you think it's going to be till people say, yeah, why would I do that? By the way, this was going on 13 years ago. Don't be kidding. It, it was. And the other part, which I agreed with this for a while, was advocacy, legislation. Good point. The problem is, where's it been in my state? Now, and by the way, I'm not blaming staff. So I'm going to get abundantly clear because if I don't, someone's going to be yelling about, oh, yeah, Gary, you're going after staff now. Like they did to another one of my colleagues, which irked me. Because anybody that knows any people know that the unsung heroes of any association is the staff. So I want to say that first and foremost, well, certain members of staff, <laughs> and I digress. It's some of you are going to get that down the road. But anyway, I going back to the conversation, committees make the determination, but who pe puts the people on the committees? Oh, the leadership does. 
So as opposed to putting people on committees that actually know politics and know, understand the situation, they put their political friends that help them get into where they're at. I'll have you serve on this and that'll give you more for your resume so you can one day aspire to be officer. Now, but here's the problem with all of that. And I don't disagree with, yes, you should have some experience. But the problem is, is I'm a huge legislative guy. Anyone knows me, I'm a policy wonk. I'm a politics junkie. I understand a lot of this stuff. I am a proud member of the NAR RPAC Hall of Fame at the national level. I'm also a state level Hall of Famer. So I'm not the guy that you got to sell on advocacy, except when there's a lack of advocacy. And again, I'm not talking about the state. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the staff. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. I'm not talking about the staff. I'm talking about how in my state, we've had more laws coming back about real estate over the last five to 10 years than we've had in probably previous. So when I get phone calls and saying, what's going on? And my response is, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there anymore, but I'm not part of the conversation. But they know that I'm a big policy walk. Now, people sit back and go, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, those are your two main value propositions, and I just shot holes in them right away. Now, why did I bring this up now? Well, as I said earlier, a lot of people are now talking that the three-way agreement is now in jeopardy. But there's parts of that that are made it part of in jeopardy, not just what's going on on the national level with the lawsuits and all this other stuff with NAR. That's part of it. Here's the other part. Nobody's talking about it. So I'm going to give you more of the real stuff that I talk to people every single day. What happened a couple of years ago? We had what? A pandemic. We had COVID. And for those of you that don't realize, real estate shut down. We weren't allowed to go out and sell houses. We weren't allowed to go out and market houses, show houses, do any of that kind of stuff. And then when they finally let us go back to work, the floodgates opened up, right? But before the floodgates opened, what do you think people were doing? What do you think my colleagues in real estate were doing during that time? I can tell you what they were doing. They were doing what any smart business practitioner does, going through their credit cards and looking at every single itemized thing and saying, do we need this? Do we still do this? Because they were afraid that they didn't know when they were going to be able to make their next commission check. So people talk about subscriptions. What got born out of COVID? For some of you that might know, or some of you might not, all those subscriptions that you have on there for entertainment and Amazon Prime and Hulu and Paramount Plus and all these other things, that and there's other ones out there too that people are subscribed to, and you forgot you subscribed. How many people watching this video during COVID started canceling subscriptions and then started asking yourself the hard question, which was, do I really need this? So it started there. How long did you think it was going to take for people to start looking at other stuff in business and go, do I need this? Do I need this? Does it help me in my business? No. Can I use it for anything? Up for opinion and interpretation. But can I get the same thing somewhere else by, by not paying that every single year? And it was all avoidable. That's what makes this so depressing and agitating. It was all avoidable. All of it. And as history has taught us, it's like, well, 
you know, history is win- written by the winners, except for when the people that lose have platforms like this to say, I hate to be the guy to say, I told you so, but nah, I love to be the guy that says, I told you so. Because again, when I was a leader of other organizations, what I did was I wanted to hear somebody that didn't like what we were doing and was poking holes in that. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because it's what the any halfway decent leader does. Because if I can convert that guy or girl, I'm going to convert everybody. But the better reason behind it is because if they're pointing out holes and what we're talking about, then you know what we got to do? We got to fill those damn holes or go back to the drawing board to figure it out. Because that's what a leader does. That's what an accountability person does. It's it's very, very sad to see what certain things have come because there are a lot of really, really good people that are a part of this. And truth be told, I did walk away because I felt I had better things to do than to volunteer time to someplace that's not going to listen to the conversation. And damn right, I still feel that way today. But the fact remains is for the rest of you that are out there that are freaking chirping and you ain't been there and you ain't served on a committee or you've never gone to a freaking meeting, do me a favor. Shush. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. But if you're one of the people that has been there, has been to meetings, does know what I'm talking about, I ain't like me now. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for checking out today's version of the Grape Session podcast. Moving uh, on. Okay, now I got that back out of me. Uh, positivity comes kind of flying right back now. So we definitely hope you enjoyed it. And again, as always, if you did, make sure you do me a favor, share it on your social medias over there. Again, reach out to us if you have any questions. If you're watching this on YouTube, do me a favor, subscribe and like. And also, hell, do me a favor. If you agree with what I'm saying, give me a comment below. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, do me a favor. Give me a comment below. I'd love to be able to hear from you and see what you think on what I talked about today. So last thing and always thing, make sure you do something nice for somebody you wouldn't normally do. And we will hopefully catch you on another very soon edition, hopefully soon, on the Gripe Session podcast. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Gripe Session. Please follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram.